Hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tara Caputo. And this is Heather Robinson. And this is the Coffee and Sage Show. Where we just have all kinds of conversations about spiritual woos and... Sage advice and intuitive insights. Join us. Hi, and welcome to the Coffee and Sage Show with Heather Robinson. And Tara Caputo. We are so glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, today, we're going to talk about night terrors or nightmares, sleep problems, sleep disturbances with kids. Um, this one's for the moms, the parents, the guardians. Um, and Tara suggested we, we go through this. Um, for those of you who are parents, sleep is, sleep is pretty precious and for adults. And when our kids can't sleep, um, it's just, not only is it, it, it's terrifying when they are terrified, but it's also can be frustrating when they don't sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. So lots of, lots of reasons. Um, and I, my children experience this and Tara, did your, did your son experience, um, or did, he's still young. Does he experience nightmares sometimes? He does. Um, and he did even when he was younger, um, just something with him always waking up in the middle of the night, always being scared. Uh, my son is very spiritual as well. So he would always see spirits, you know, he would always call out things like, Oh God, there's a lady with the red hair. And I'm like, all right, well, she's not bothering me. Like, give me a description, like throw it at me. Cause my son has that way of describing. So he's a person who can see those spirits. So he would describe my mom. He was big in describing my mom at all times. Um, and sometimes I find that my son kind of sleepwalks, you know, um, sometimes he comes down the hallway. I was just telling Heather about this, that it could be two in the morning and he's like, mommy. And then he's like, peace out. See you later. I'm like, thanks for waking me up as a dead thing out of the sleep. Like, all right, had a heart attack. All good now. And he's like out cold, like two minutes later. I'm like, all right, you know, but he always had that fear of who's going to get in my house. Who's going to break in, you know, uh, can they climb up to this window? And I'm, I also always feel like it's games that these kids play sometimes, or sometimes it's even TV shows, you know, but it's everyday life. You know, we always have a fear of something. And especially when we're young and being children, they come with that anxiety and stress, but pinpoints it. Where is it coming from? Is yeah. that's that was something big with me with my son. So I sat down and I went through with him, like, what are your fears? Like, and that's when I knew that he had that anxiety with being alone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, well, and a lot of things we can go off on just so many different tangents with this. Um, Absolutely. And I, I want to, I want to talk about um, some things that can trigger night mm -hmm. sleeping terror, uh, being alone in their room, just night problems, and then how that manifests, like how what you know when they're telling us. Um, when they're telling us what the symptoms are and then some solutions. We always want to leave you with Absolutely. solutions. Yeah. So the first thing we have to remember is children are sensitive little souls and we look at them as little mini adults, but they don't process like adults. They don't, no. they don't think like we do. They can't rationalize. Um, oh, we live on the third floor. Somebody can't climb in that window. They can't, they can't process mm -hmm. that because anything is possible when you're a, ch a child and they're little emotional sponges. Um, so they are picking up energy from so many different places that you can't even fathom. Even, even babies just pick up, they absorb everybody's energy. 
Absolutely. And you have to also remember when they are kids, what do kids really stress other than like kids around them or just sleeping at nighttime? So I feel like they're very spiritual. They're more open to that world. So they feel those energies, which causes them to have more fear with certain things. So it's how open they are and what they feel that's out there. Right, right. And we could go down this whole path about if you believe in past lives, mm-hmm. children are still so connected. Young children are still so connected to the other side, yes. to, the, to the spirit world. And so if they had a, if they died tragically in a past life, that fear is really close to the surface or if they were abandoned or if they were lost, like they're those, but that's a whole different topic. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's a whole different topic, but they're, but children um, are so super sensitive to begin with. But if you have a child who is empathic, then it's just heightened. It's just a whole nother level of compassion and care that you have to be aware of for your child because they do, they are sensing things. And just like our animals, like our animals look at us and they know that we're real, but from what we understand, animals can also see the spirit world. And so a child is trying to determine, like you said, mommy's real, daddy's real. Who's the redhead lady that comes Mm -hmm. to my bedroom at night? Like, because that's real to the child too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And some things that can contribute to the sleep problems, um, just real, real world things, fever, sickness, um, lack of sleep or being overly tired, overly stimulated, emotional tension, stress, conflict, unstable home life. Um, even if you are, again, emotional sponges, if you and your, your mate, um, you and whoever you live with are at odds with each other. And even if you're doing your damnedest to hide it from the kid and you don't fight in front of them, they feel your tension. They feel it. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how, they don't know if what they're feeling is their tension or somebody else's. It just gets trapped in their little body and they can't let go of it. Mm-hmm. Um, spending too much time with someone who is just a negative person, um, maybe somebody that bullies them. If it's a sibling or a friend or a, a, you know, somebody on the school bus, someone who is just low vibration, just icky or someone who's emotionally or physically abusive um, can manifest or it's emotionally or physically abusive to their parent, to their caregiver. If they see that, if children see that and they don't know how to process it, then they can have night terrors. Um, and the unstable home life or just emotional tension, well, good gosh, we have all been living in stress, locked in with each other during 2020 <laughs> and 21. So everybody, so parents, if you have a dialed up level of, <laughs> of night terrors, we all, your children are maybe sponging up your, your money fears, your love fears, your health fears. I mean, they, they feel it. They yes. feel it. Yeah. Um, and one thing that can be, I know with my kids, um, TV and movies, TV and film can cause a lot of trauma. And even the shows that you don't, you don't consider traumatic, um, kids can't filter what they're seeing and they don't, they're not like adults and go, Oh, let's talk about this movie. Let's, let's go grab a beer and talk about that. They don't, they don't, they just watch it and then move to the next thing. And things that are scary to kids may not be scary to adults. Like Tory Story. Well, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, to a small child, um, I had a friend whose child, uh, we loved the show. We thought it was a great movie, but the, the toys were sad. They were being abandoned. The boy was moving. Like it was painful for the child and the child had nightmares of being left behind because the toys were trying to get back to Andy, right? They were trying, they didn't want to be, they were being abandoned and it's, it can be so scary and good gosh. I mean, children just can be deeply upset by TV and not tell you. And sadly, some of the most beloved Disney and Pixar films are absolutely traumatic. I think everyone is traumatic. No, but in that gosh. One, like there's always something that happens and you're like, man, like somebody always is gone or there's some kind of a loss and you're like, all right, we're Disney. We're supposed to be happy people. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Like the death of a parent. There's somebody getting kidnapped yeah. or abandoned or there's an evil villain or like really weird, vivid psychedelic images. I mean, it's, it's scary. It can be, it can be, there's always someone being oppressed too. There's always, a, and I know the, I know the point is for them you know, to for it to be, a, it. yeah, to have a well, time with it, for but. it to be a, yeah, <laughs> to be a hero story, but you have to have that hero has to overcome that thing. And it's scary. Um, so monitor, look, look at, look at the shows that your child is watching with a different set of eyes mm-hmm. and, and see what, what may be causing that. Um, if your child is empaths have very lucid dreams, very vivid dreams. And, when you're an empath, those vivid dreams come on very young, very early, and it can also cause some really intense, fearful emotions. I, um, I can remember, vividly remember a dream I had when I was five years old. And <laughs> when I tell people this, they're like, shut up. But um, I can remember, I can remember the nightgown I had on, like it was so vivid and I had watched Sesame Street. Okay. Sesame Street's not terrifying, right? No, not at all. Um, and you would think if anybody's going to be afraid, you're going to be afraid of the count or like Oscar, you know, but <clears throat> I dreamed about Telemonster, which was the blue one. I don't know why, but he was angry in this one. He was angry. He was always grumpy and angry. And in my dream, I dreamed that he was breaking into my house and he was stealing me. Like he was trying to kidnap me. Mm-hmm. And I, I can vividly remember waking up and just screaming my head off because I thought that the Sesame street character was going to break into my house. And my mom's <laughs> like, what? It's Sesame street. And I'm like, no, he's going to get me. And I can remember the jungle book was super scary to me. Oh, yeah. The snake in that one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like I can remember being my dream, same time frame. I was at the circus, me and Mowgli hanging out at the circus makes complete sense. Right. <laughs> and the Panther Bagheera was walking around because mm-hmm. Panthers love the circus too. And then the snake came and was trying to squeeze us to death. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Parents just go, oh my gosh, go back to sleep. But now I'm 52 and that was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> exactly. You know, you think about it, but think about yourself when you were a kid then, how it terrified me. Now look at kids now, you know, now you look at it, you're like, yeah, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, ah, it's not a big deal. But for kids, I think they take everything so seriously, you know, because they don't know so much of that difference or how to balance that energy of, all right, that's just fictional compared to non-fictional. So I feel like they get that kind of 
you know, confusion with that. So me with my son, I used to always clarify, all right, not real. It's not going to happen. Keep it moving. But he always just found his way, Heather. He always mm-hmm. just found his way to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and kids who are under stress, it, it will manifest at night. Um, yes. they, they're on go. They're busy. They're playing. They're doing their thing. And when they settle down at night, then it will manifest. And some of the physical, mysterious physical symptoms could be like a stomach ache or a headache. And, and often parents will dismiss it as their attention seeking. Like you just don't want to go to sleep. I can't get you to go to bed. It's late because often we want them to go to bed. So we get a break. Um, but if it's tension, emotions trapped in the body can cause real, real physical pain. Mm -hmm. Nightmares are connected to the chakra system. And if you're one of the listeners who we talk about healing and chakras and, um, uh, you know, Tara and I both work with our, our healing clients in aligning the chakras and nightmares are specifically connected, um, with, with stomach aches to the second chakra. And so that's right on your belly, like right below your belly button and right on your tummy. And that chakra deals with emotional fluidity. Like how do you process emotions? Can you let them come? Can you let them go? Do you understand what's happening? Are you taking on, is is the feeling that you're feeling yours or somebody else's? Um, And usually empathic kids are so overstimulated just being around other people. They're sponging up everybody else's stuff. Um, and those dreams, if it's a tummy ache, um, root shock, I mean, sacral chakra dreams can show up as dreams about, um, foreign invaders, people breaking in the house, um, seeing eyes in your room, seeing, and like, if you're a room that I had like a room full of stuffed animals, like that was my jam. And I would line them up around my bed because I wanted protection and, in the night, you know, when there's shadows, sometimes it looks like those come to life and that can yes. be manifested from, from sacral chakra insecurities. Um, it deals with fears of break-ins, um, fear of death, um, ex- and extreme fear. Like if there's too many people in the house, if they're just overstimulated, then it may be, mom, I've got a tummy ache and they don't understand why it's that sacral chakra. Um, the next one is your, um, your third chakra, which is your solar plexus. So this is like right on your diaphragm, like right under, uh, right under your breastbone, bottom of your breastbone. Um, and that one deal, that chakra deals with life force and power and boundaries and saying no. And it shows up in dreams um, when the child may say, I felt lost. Like I got lost. I felt I lost my way or they've lost a toy or a parent. Maybe you're losing your hair or your teeth. Have you ever had a dream where your teeth fall out and turn to sand? Yeah. Um, Being kidnapped. And so that chakra deals with control. And when children don't feel like they have, or or anybody feels like they don't have any control over their lives, that's how dreams can, can show up like that. And so listen closely to to the terrors or the dreams that your child is telling you. And that can help you determine where the pain, where they're, what chakra is blocked and what issues they're dealing with. Like headache is clearly third eye. And that is, I'm seeing things in the daytime that I can't talk about. And I don't want to see them at night because it's scary. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to be 
I see ghosts or I see things in my room, um, sleep paralysis, which some people think is alien abduction, but we'll go there another day. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Like, no, I don't want aliens in my bedroom. Um, Not today. (laughs) So those are all symptoms of, of sleep issues. And I want, we want to leave you with some, some resolution. First of all, Tara and I both agree. The number one go-to is stay really connected to mom or dad, whoever that child is most or guardian, maybe grandma, maybe aunt, maybe whomever, whomever that child is living with that is their unconditional love. Please don't push them away. Even though you're tired and it may seem late that, that the child needs consistent, unconditional Mm -hmm. protection. And um, I know you said, that your son slept with you for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I would. T- I try to keep him with me, but then what I found that worked because it worked for me as a kid was I pushed his bed against the wall. Mm-hmm. So his thing is that wall is like his backing to lean on. So I'm good and protected. Weird to say it that way, but I've always felt that way. And the dog, my mm-hmm. dog stays with him at that foot of the bed. Now he looks at it as, well, if you're going to come to my room, you're going to get eaten. So he'll take care of you. So I'm all good now. So that worked for me. You know, he'll still get up my son once in a while, but he'll ask for me. He'll look at me and be like, all right, she's there. I can see her. And he'll go back into his room and he'll go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So It's just that reassurance. I feel with some kids, I think if you push them away, which I know a lot of people do try to learn that technique with it to see if it works. I just feel like those kids are calling out to you for a reason of protection and we're the parents and we're supposed to protect it or else we're causing a little bit more anxiety to come with it, mm-hmm. which is something I always feel like you need to avoid. Just find the balance of where they feel that they're protected, whatever it is, like figure what works for them. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, I had forgotten about that, about pushing the bed up against the wall. I, yeah. I slept, I slept with my bed up against the wall yeah. and then, <laughs> and then I had toys that kind of yeah. lie that, mm-hmm. you know, slept on both sides of me. And it's like funny, a fort. I, yeah. <laughs> funny, I forgot about that because my daughter did the same thing. Like she, yeah. if the bed wasn't against the wall, she had pillows surrounding her. Mm-hmm. And, um, I did read somewhere a long time ago that, um, if you have that fear of, that you have to have your back to the wall or surrounded by pillows that, that you have had a night terror encounter of some spiritual kind and or slash alien, but we're not going to aliens. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, my son was, um, he always slept with me, which was fine. You know, I, I didn't care. And he was in fourth grade and stopped sleeping with me. But my bedroom was on the, I was a single mom. My bedroom was on the first floor. And so then he just wanted to sleep on the couch, like right outside my, my bedroom. And years later, I said, he, we were talking about him sleeping with me. And, and I said, why did you stop sleeping with me? And he goes, Oh, somebody, somebody on the bus got really picked on because they found out that he slept with his mom and I didn't want to get picked on. So I stopped, but I was too scared to sleep upstairs. So I just wanted to sleep on the couch so I could see you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. view makes them feel safe. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, they won't be young forever. We promise. I know you it know. feels, I know mamas and daddies and grandma, it feels so long when you're in it, but one day it will all be over. And so snuggle with them a little bit longer. Um, 
if they say that they see stuff in the room, trust them. You know, what's, what's the harm in indulging them? Maybe you can get um, an inexpensive baby monitor. I know um, my grandson has a baby monitor over his bed. And from time to time, he's an infant. Um, and I love watching the video that my daughter shows me. And he'll giggle in the night and just like die laughing, just laughing. <laughs> and she'll roll back the video and there are orbs floating past him and he starts giggling. Or sometimes he wakes up in a night terror and it takes her 30 minutes. So, I mean, what can an infant under one year old, what can they, why would that terrify them? I mean, mm -hmm. what could you dream about? But um, she sees orbs on there and we'll do an orb show, which will be fun. But, you know, put a video in there. Maybe, maybe there is something spiritual going on that you just need to be aware of. Stretch exactly. outside your box. Um, guided routines really help kids like kids what I found kids don't like I'll, I'll say it like they don't like the walls to move they like structure they mm -hmm. want to go to bed at the same time they want to wake up they want to know that whoever is in their house is going to be there or not be they want the structure and if you're if the life is really unstable then that can manifest in night terrors and so see where you can add a little more stability um during COVID, I know that was hard because we were all home mm -hmm. and everybody was stressed and everybody's working at home and things shifted. And as we're going back out, their situation is changing again. So maybe the night terrors are dialing up because the, I have a girlfriend who says, I wanted to make sure that every day when my son went to sleep, he knew that he would wake up the next day and the walls didn't move. Our house was the same. Everything is the same. Um, the routine, nighttime routine is great. Um, mm -hmm. Hydration, that second chakra. Yes, hydration. Mm -hmm. You know, tummy, constipation, second chakra, hydration. What worked for my son for a while was having um, a talisman or a good luck charm. And I got him a necklace. It was, um, it was actually my dad's. It was a gold necklace and it had um, a coin on it. Um, it was a cougarant. And on the cougarant, um, solid gold coin, it had, um, a stag or a deer and we had just been in our Harry Potter phase. And I said, this is your Patronus. And as long as you're wearing this, you are protected. You don't have to take it off. You can wear it in the bathtub. You can wear it to sleep. You can, and the night terrors stopped. He, he slept longer because he felt protected. And, um, you know, maybe the protector is you talk about angels and you call in your angels exactly. to help you. Um, crystals. Uh, Tara, talk about gridding the bed with crystals. I learned that from you. Um, huge for gridding the uh, bed with crystals. So what I would do for my son is I lined certain ones that were on just his nightstands that I always felt were peaceful and bounding, uh, binding energies or kind of calming energies, maybe best way to say it. But then I would place them all around his bed. So I always do the four post. Uh, for the bed with that always the same crystals like one on each pose I've always done some kind of a protection one but then I also love to put rose quartz uh, mm -hmm. rose quartz is one of my favorites I always see it works great for kids because um, it balances that energy it's love it's happiness it's beauties so it kind of calms that down some you know that don't and you also want to add protection or calming energy some people use amethyst so I've used both with that either rose quartz and this together or just my black obsidian my black tourmaline 
any of those I've used. And I've always done two. And underneath my son's bed, which is so important, I feel like can help too. And it's like, he knows it's there. So you guys are aware. I always tell him it's there. Um, and it's like an old Italian thing. So you guys are mm-hmm. aware of it. <laughs> it's a red bag of rice. Ooh. So you get like a little piece of like fabric. Okay. So nothing big, like a little, little pouch. So, you know, and some Italian women, if you have like an old Italian grandmother, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. They used to attach it to their bras. They used to pin it to their bras. Uh, the reason being for that red pouch with the rice is we bless it with holy water. We put the rice inside of that little pouch and we sew it shut with that holy water in there. Red is your protection color and evil would have to count every single grain of rice before it can attack you. So I always think of it like kosher salts when you bless the front of your house, but this is just done with rice. So, but they have this thing with rice and I was taught, put it in there, bless it with holy water, put some on the rice, put it in the bag, seal it up with good luck. I've done mine sometimes too with crystals in it for protection. I just was always 50-50 about that part because crystals, I always feel need light. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they always need that shine. Obviously, if it's in a pouch, you're not going to get that. So I kind of veered away from that part of it and just kept it the old simple way. But what I did is I pin it underneath the mattress below the bed. So if my son's head is on the top, I put it there. So it's always on that top of him. And then I also have another mini one that is in like the middle, you know, and those I always tell him like, they'll keep you protected. You know, nothing can come near you. You'll be great. And my son has gotten that comfort zone with it where he's like, yeah, I got this. I'm good now, you know, because he knows that that's there and that's going to protect me. Nobody's going to get into my bubble or my shield, you know, so that's what I taught him. But that's what I use besides crystals being gritted onto the bed. And I also found gritting the bed with that helps them sleep. I had a client who she just couldn't sleep. You know, her son couldn't sleep up and down, up and down. I was like, girl, grit your bed. I said, take four of these. I gave her four crystals. It was um, black. uh, What did I give her? Black obsidian. I gave her the black obsidian for that Mm -hmm. one. And then I wound up giving her um, for her with her son. It was just weird. uh, Hematite. Mm-hmm. So for hematite, for some reason, I picked hematite. Weird, because usually with kids, like I said, I'll pink, I'll do rose quartz, I'll do something cheery. That's what I would say. I would do something cheery. But for her, I just felt like, eh, do these two, you'll be great. And she told me, like, we slept like logs. We slept great. It was the best sleep ever. She goes, and I charge them. She goes, now when I'm off, I do the same exact thing. But now she knows, like, hey, I can switch this up you know, and see what benefits me and what works for me. So I feel like once you find what works for you with the crystal grids in that area, use it. Cool. Okay. And it worked for me. It de- that, I, that definitely worked for me. And I know that um, my daughter, they, they gr- we grid our beds. <laughs> We're bed yeah, gridders grid, Yeah. And some people use the fluorinite. Remember I had to tell you mm-hmm. about the, the fluorinites from the pillow for dreams, but if you want to grid, that's the best way I would say is always grid. And you could do the middle if you want. Middle's hard. I yeah. can't do the middle as much. Sorry, just not the way my bed is kind of set up, nor is my son. So I'm like, yeah, we'll just keep with the rice in the middle, that there, and then the four posts, and we're all good. You know? Cool. Yeah, simple things. Cool. I had also heard um, quince seeds um, yeah. are, and I think that's old world um, as well, like Italian, Sicilian, mm-hmm. um, that quince seeds and keeping them in your room, over your door. Um, where did I learn that? Um, uh, Marianne Winkowski, oh, the, okay. the lady who she wrote, um, she's the ghost whisperer and she wrote, um, when ghosts speak, she is what the ghost whisperer TV show. She, that's who the show is based on. 
and she's, um, but she talks about quince seeds and how protective they are, that they keep everything, um, that you can have those in also a little seed bag mm -hmm. and, um, it protects, and I think quince seeds look like apple seeds and it protects your person and then protects your room. Um, it, you know, you put them, you keep them with the person. Um, and so that's cool. And of course we want to, um, sage the room mm -hmm. with Palo Santo or sage, clear it with energy, um, sea salt, all the other methods of clear your house, clear your space. Mm -hmm. And then these are additional tools to help, to help um, keep that balance. And yeah. Cleared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, number one tool, well, number two tool, number one, love, love yes. and protection. And two, a nightlight. Like, yes. come on. Everybody's nightlight. Give me a nightlight. Nightlight. My son nightlight. has one that just goes on as soon as that dark goes out. It just knows. When it's in dark, it pops on. It's nice and bright for one little yeah. nightlight. I got to tell you, lights up almost the whole room. And I know some families sleep with doors closed. I can't sleep with the door closed. I, I, I can't. I need to know, like, and I never have been able to. I need to know what's coming. Like, if, <laughs> I feel like if the door's open, then I can, my, I could, even before I was a mom, because with the door open when I was a mom, then I could hear them. I could hear mm -hmm. them moving around. But um, I just need to know what's moving in the house so I can be prepared. <laughs> just... Absolutely. Absolutely. My son likes the door closed, but I'm like, yeah, my door is open because I got to see you coming at me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have a solution. Um, a friend of mine said that their child wouldn't sleep, just not night terrors or just simply did not need enough, didn't need as much sleep as the parents needed um, when the child became two or three, maybe a toddler, four years old. And so the dad cut the door off at chest high for an adult. So like, wow. you know, like when you go to Sunday school or to daycare and the doors yeah. cut in half so you can see in, but the kid can't get out. They turn the doorknob around and cut the door off at like chest height so that the door was open and they could hear the kid, see the kid. And as, and the child would play. They took anything <laughs> out wow. of the room. And so they said, we could go to sleep because we could hear if something happened, but the child couldn't get out and roam the house. Wow, um, and then, yeah. And the kid didn't feel trapped because it wasn't the door, the whole, the solid door wasn't closed. So see yeah. tricks that you learn along the way. We all go through it in some kind of direction. Tricks, the mother of invention. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we hope this has helped um, your families and, and get you a little more peace of mind, a little more sleep. You're always welcome to reach out to us. Um, if the problem continues, reach out to us. We'll see if we can, if there's some sort of spiritual dysfunction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anything you miss. Yeah. But uh, sweet dreams. We, re we hope that your children's, we hope that your children get some sleep and know that this too will pass. I promise the days are long, but the years are short. <laughs> Absolutely. But enjoy them while they're young. Goes by too fast. That's right. Until next time, this is Heather and Tara. And thanks for listening to Coffee and Sage. Thanks. Hi, this is Heather. During this episode, we talked about night terrors and nightmares. And I did a little research and they are not terms that are interchangeable. I'm looking on the Children's Hospital in Colorado, Children's Hospital Colorado website, and it says that night terrors 
are actually an inherited disorder in which a child tends to have dreams during sleep from which it's difficult to awaken. These dreams can cause the child to shout, thrash, and get out of bed. Night terrors can sometimes be disturbing to parents and caregivers, even though it says physically it is harmless to children. I would argue that it's absolutely terrifying and causes negative energy in the body, which can cause a lot of physical distress. Unlike nightmares, after a night terror, a child is not typically able to remember the dream when he wakes up um, after sleeping or in the next morning. Night terrors usually occur within two hours after bedtime. And it said each episode ends on its own during sleep. What causes night terrors says that night terrors are inherited, meaning a child gets the disorder from his or her parent and the condition runs in families. Hmm, interesting, never knew that. They occur in 2% of children and are usually not caused by psychological stress. Being overtired can trigger night terrors. Sometimes recurring night terrors are a symptom of sleep disorders like obstructed sleep apnea. It says the problem will usually disappear by age 12 or sooner. And again, states the condition often runs in families. So children of parents who had night terrors are obviously, terrors are obviously more likely to develop them. Wow, that's interesting. And I just wanted to share that because in this episode, we use night terror and nightmare um, interchangeably. And actually, they're two different things. So listen to the podcast. Um, there are a lot of resources there for basic human needs and, and care that can help alleviate some of this. And should you continue to have nightmares, night terrors, since that there are negative energies in your family life and your child is afraid of things that go bump in the night, contact me and Tara and we'll be happy to help you in every way that we can. Thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Coffee and Sage Show. You can find us on Instagram at coffee and sage show if you'd like to email us connect with us at coffee and sage show at gmail.com if you'd like to reach tara caputo you can find her at psychictara.com or on instagram at my little angel holistic if you'd like to get in touch with me heather find me at heatherhealingarts.com or on instagram at hey heather robinson Until next time, I hope your coffee is hot and delicious, that your sage never runs out, and that your angels always have your back. Have a great day.